The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Eight minutes after eight, and it seems many of you have been looking forward uh, to this particular discussion, and that is if any uh, other the messages on our various platforms are anything to go by. Now, one of the many tasks that came with the dawn of democracy in 1994 was to transform the way that the majority of South Africans viewed the police. Now, the transition included changing from being a force to a service, a service that would work with communities to prevent and solve crime. But uh, two decades on, some officers within the police service still do not follow the letter of the law or the constitution. And one such example is the public execution of a suspect two weeks ago. But a counter-argument to that is that some in society have scant regard for the police. And this is evident in the high number of police killings around the country. The latest victim, Warrant Officer Thomas Mabada, who was shot dead while pursuing suspected robbers in Limpopo earlier this week sent shockwaves throughout the country. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we ask, what is wrong in with this relationship between the police and society? The lines are open 891 so you can start calling. You can also SMS us on the number 34701. Tweet or Facebook us as you've been doing uh, on AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. And we are joined for this conversation this morning by Brigadier Hangwani Mulaudzi, Hawk spokesperson, and he's now the new spokesperson Person for Acting National Police Commissioner Humoto Patlane. Thanks for speaking to us this morning, Brigadier. Uh, good morning, Sakina, and uh, everybody who's listening. We also have with us uh, Temba Masugu, who is a senior researcher at the Center for Study of Violence and Reconciliation. Thanks for your time as well. Good morning, Sakina, and your listeners. Brigadier, let me start with you, and, and, and perhaps a good place to start would be by trying to define the problem. What would you say lies at the heart of uh, this uh, contestation we see, um, the problem that uh, leads to um, police uh, finding great difficulty in executing their task because of this relationship with the community? How would you define it? Well, I think there's a lot of issues um, that we have been able to pick up um, recently. Um, I think one of the issues that we are battling with is the issues of trust um, because we have seen uh, that um, there is a concerted effort uh, from our side having to work with communities, but there are other elements within communities that are actually um, against the police. Um, It could be the issues of uh, police misconduct, uh, it could be issues of uh, people not uh, needing our, you know, our assistance or our services. Uh, but obviously, there is a lot of complaints that come through, not only through IPED, but we have an inspectorate within the police that people are claiming that most of their cases are not being dealt with, and those are the things now we are grappling with with the acting national commissioner to make sure that services critical to our communities must be taken there. And uh, in all the cases that <clears throat> we are actually dealing with, there is an element um, that um, station commanders, cluster commanders, should also take cognizance of the fact that they have a role to play and not only leave you know, our members on the ground to do everything. So <clears throat> there's, a, there's an, a, a high level 
um, interaction that the National Commissioner has been having with all the um, commanders, from your detectives or from your uh, visible policy, in trying to ascertain as to what is happening within the police service. Uh, and we are not saying that this is not, it's, it's, a, it's a matter that is actually affecting all the police officers, but we, once you have one police officer uh, being, you know, um, or involving themselves in any criminal activity, it just diminishes, you know, the the trust and the the image of the, the organization as a whole. So hence we are now in that process to make sure that we try and and find out and also bring in, you know, our stakeholders uh, in order to 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 to, 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 to come to a solution as to what is actually happening within our service. Would you agree that this particular problem is, in fact, perhaps, um, if not one of the greatest obstacles that you face in carrying out your function of policing? Not at all. I think our functions are continuing very smoothly. Um, The issues of leadership is also an issue that we are actually looking at. Um, You might have... um, police, uh, what do you call it, the station commanders who do not have, you know, experience um, because they were recently being promoted, you know, people want promotion. Uh, we have areas where we actually have to look at in terms of uh, um, capacitating, you know, our commanders in terms of uh, how to deal with uh, management issues. But on the, on the ground level uh, as well, um, issues of corruption. We cannot run away from that. There are also a, you know, a factor in terms of bringing services to the people. So <clears throat> there's a lot of, there's a range of these things that we would be looking at. But in terms of services itself, things are going on. Uh, I think we are making inroads in terms of dealing with crime in general. But I think it is also critical for us that people need to see that if there are areas uh, of concern within their communities, we must be able to deal with them and not be selective when we do our job. Tema Masuku, do you think that uh, the police and the community um, have a common understanding of exactly what the role of the police is? I think, um, I think uh, what, what needs to be underlined there is that um, from 1994, um, the, the project of harmonizing relationships between the community and the police have not completely succeeded in the number of factors that have led to to that to, to, to that um, project not completely succeeding. Um, the whole uh, community policing approach was meant to allow communities to play a much more active role uh, in policing, in defining policing priorities, for example, at a at a police station level, uh, to increase participation through community policing forums, um, sector policing forums, um, allow police officers to, to, to you know, to, to, to play a much more a role in, ter- in terms of just listening to, um, you know, citizens' complaints and, and, address, and, and addressing them. So there was also um, uh, an approach that uh, was going to carry a lot of kind of a human rights culture um, into, in, into kind of policing practice. 
But again, um, that is not completely succeeded. Primarily also because uh, the policy environment in South Africa is it's very, very harsh. Uh, police officers, I mean, if you look at, for example, the death of police officers, um, do indicate the, the kind of danger of policing in South Africa. I mean, policing in general around the world is a dangerous, it is a dangerous profession. But in South Africa, precisely, it's, it's, even, more, it's, more, it's even more dangerous. Mm. So that has uh, made it very difficult for, poli- for, for kind of um, your democratic kind of policing that we'd envisaged to, 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 take, to take root because of, of the high criminal element and the harsh conditions within policing find itself. But even that said, mm-hmm. uh, I think it, it, we need to underline the fact that um, policing in general uh, will not necessarily succeed without the, the, the participation of, of, uh, of communities. Communities are very, very critical um, in the way policing uh, functions in, 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 any demo, in any democracy. And, and, and I'm glad you touched on the issue of democratization because, and that's why I asked about the understanding between, uh, uh, of the community and the police of the role that the police plays because in a democracy like ours, there are certain expectations uh, that uh, the public would have in the way in which the police would conduct itself. And, and, and do you think that, you know, that particular element has been addressed sufficiently? Well, that element has, has, has been addressed, but the, the, really, the, the policing realities in South Africa are also very, are also very diff- different. In a democracy, um, one expects you know, citizens to kind of um, be rooted in, in, in respect to the rule of law. Um, so, so in other words, the degree of cooperation between the police and the public um, will diminish proportionally to and, and the extent to which police then use violence. So in other words, um, when citizens are able to cooperate with the police and are able to uh, play their role, um, the extent of police brutality will also diminish. It will also will also diminish. But the realities of uh, the the reality of policing in South Africa at times makes it very difficult for that kind of democratic policing to take its root because of the challenges that um, police police face. In, in, the, in their policing duties. But that does not mean that um, police act above, above the law. I think one of the things that are very important is that uh, police officers and their conduct is subject to the rule of law and is subject to the Constitution. So any conduct and any, any action by the police um, will also be subject to, 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 to the scrutiny of the Constitution. Now, um, Brigadier Mulaudzi, one of the other issues is, of course, um, the mistrust that we see. Uh, communities, and, and I'm looking at a message that has just come through here uh, from Lucan Benjuel, who says, our police are arrogant. They think that they are above the law or that they are a law unto themselves. And I must say, I do not trust the police. And, and, and then again, you know, there's a bit of a thread that runs through that uh, many people... Uh, 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 concurring with that sentiment and saying that they don't trust the police. Now, how does that impact on this relationship between the police and the community? I think it's a, it's a, it's a very disturbing, uh, it's a very disturbing um, trend, if I can put, uh, uh, to use that word for another better word, uh, where you have communities now who do not have, you know, trust within their own 
uh, police service. Um, and this is one of the things that actually uh, take us back in the sense of us having to deliver services. Um, we, we have a challenge, and I think that challenge uh, has been raised not only by the communities, but the uh, parliament as well has also raised it that <coughs> the police are seen to be a law unto themselves. And I want to, um, to, to actually disagree with that. We, we work from the premise of the Constitution. Uh, there are uh, directives, there are you know policies within the police that governs us, and anybody uh, within the police service uh, it actually goes against those ones, then obviously we we have to take action and I think we have done that uh, on many on many occasions where we have seen that our members are actually um, operating with with i mean uh, not within the confines of the law. Uh, they have those that have been taken out of the system. Uh, there they are those that are now jobless. And I think it's an indication of to the communities or to the country as a whole that we take uh, issues of misconduct in a very, very serious light. Um, <clears throat> trust, yes, is a very, very uh, critical uh, element, you know, within us and, 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 and the communities having to fight crime. Because if we don't have their buy-in, surely uh, it, it, it makes the country ungovernable. I'm not saying the country is ungovernable, everything is fine. But I think what is critical for us is that we need to make sure that we work closely with our communities. Hence, there has been programs that have been developed uh, to make sure that we go deep into our communities our, through our in business, you know, interactions. Uh, we have community policing forums that we alluded to. Uh, we have our own station, uh, CSFs, where community members participate fully within the running of, of police stations. However, what is critical as well is that we do not want to see a situation where community members would want to take over the running of the organization itself. Yes, they have a role to play, but I think there are limitations as well. I think that is where now we we getting problems because most of the areas, I think we are not giving them enough education in terms of how policing, community policing forums entail. And uh, people now have the notion, you know, to say that we are now members of uh, uh, Johannesburg CBD. We have the right to go to police stations, look at the books and all those kind of things, which is wrong. But uh, what we have managed to to inculcate within our communities is the issues of us having to work in together. Hence, we're seeing your neighborhood uh, watches, you know, your police patrols and all those kind, of, which are supported by most of MECs. And these are people that are actually working together with us. But I think there is still a huge uh, fundamental need to make sure that we go back to our communities, speak about these issues, and let's find out what are the core uh, issues that they, were, they want to raise in terms of the conduct of the police as a whole, and what are also the good practices that they haven't been able to pick up, maybe in other areas that we can also go and implement in those areas where we believe that there is a need for those things.
Well, we are talking this morning about uh, the relationship between police and society, and we are asking what is wrong with this relationship. You can give us a call on 891 SMS, uh, you can send those to the number 34701, or you can tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. Let's go to the lines. Tony is in Johannesburg. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you, Tony? Good. What I want to say, Sakina, you know that with the community, the police, they don't have a good relationship. They just bad. What I want to tell you from my experience, what the police is doing, I'm, 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 I'm a refugee here, what the police is doing, any police in Johannesburg CBD, they arrest you, they say they want to take the permit. Even they don't know. Please, can I ask a brigadier one question? Did the police, they got experience or they got a training for this permit is right or wrong? Did they know? They are not working in a home office. They are a police. How did they know somebody and they arrest? When we produce a paper, they said not this one. And they lock you, sucking. They lock you for one hour and two hours inside the van. They go around in a CBD. Then after that, they said make a plan. Pay money. Then they, you cannot be out. Even your paper is right, you know. They don't take you to the police station. That is the one point. Number two, what did they do, in, especially in Johannesburg CBD? They came and they take your stuff. They ask you the invoice. They, you know that the Chinese, they, they got a big wholesaler there. They don't give a correct sleep. Maybe one day you cannot go and see what sleep is Chinese is giving. When you show that sleep, they don't accept. Where do you buy? Come, I take you where I buy. What did they do? They took the good from my car to their car. They put it. And they said, follow me to police station. On the way you follow to the police station, they are disappearing there in somewhere. And they take some stuff and they, they give you some stuff back. You know, what I'm doing, I'm okay. a I want to say more than two. The police are robbing. The police are still a criminal way they're doing. They are a criminal. They are whatever they say. They are lying. Even if you kill someone, you give the money. They cannot change their statement. Wow. Tony in Johannesburg. Let's hear from uh, Caro in Peter Maritzburg. Good morning. Morning, Sakina. It's Caro Smith from South Africans Against Drunk Driving. I just want to really thank the police very much for what they're doing on the roads, for having to deal with car crashes and everything. But I also want to, and World Day of Remembrance on the 15th of November, is to thank them and paramedics for what they're doing, as well as remembering the victims. But I just want to, to, to plead to the, to the police to say, drink driving, drunk driving is exceptionally serious in our country, and too often we hear of the police who if somebody has had a crash or they catch, just cautioning them, saying don't do it again and not breathalyzing them and not arresting them and not, not um, you know, doing anything after car crashes. That's the one thing because these deaths and, and injuries from car crashes, from alcohol abuse is very high. So we're asking them to help us by doing that. But the other thing I'd like to ask the Brigadier, um, is to say it is the law that every single police officer has to buckle up. Um, they, ha- they are taught how to unbuckle if there is an emergency. You know, they unbuckle, they open the car door, they roll out with their gun. They're taught how to do that. I want to ask him, as I've asked people over and over again, why are the police not buckling up? Because if they're not following the laws that they have to do, People then don't respect them and won't follow the laws themselves. Thank you so much, Caro and Peter Maritzburg. Daryl in Johannesburg. 
Hi, Sakina. Thank you very much for taking my call, ma'am. Always very interesting listening to you in the morning when I'm driving to work. Uh, Brigadier and, uh, and your other guests, uh, you know, first of all, I'd just like to set the record straight. Let us not all paint all policemen with the same paintbrush. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are some good guys out there who are doing an honest day's living, and I know a few of them myself. Uh, but I think, you know, one of the guests, as they said, you know, the breach of trust has been broken between police services and the public at large. And that has to be, re- that has to be fixed somehow or the other. They have to do it. Uh, with regards to community policing forums, uh, I think, uh, Brigadier, there's a huge problem there. You know, I, I attended one or two of the meetings, and, you know, the number of people that attend the meeting for starters are so few and far between. And mm. there seems to be people are not interested anymore because the police services are not doing what they're supposed to do. And that's purely because, from what I have seen, is that the commander of the station or the, or the head of the station is not suitably qualified to execute his job. Now, I'm saying that to you tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time, I think we need to look at that. Are those people who are put into positions of management qualified to manage and or run those stations with the number of people that are running under their command? Because if they are not, that unavoidably leads to all the corruption and all other paraphernalia that goes with it. So I think we need to be guarded by that. And, you know, we need to look from the police are people that are exposing their lives to protect us. And I think we must say thank you to them, not just tell all the guys you are bad. I want to thank them for doing what they do, because they leave their families to protect us. So I want to say today, categorically, over here, thank you guys, keep it up. And those rotten few, get rid of them, and I'm sure you can reinstate the good nature of the SAPS. Thank you so much, uh, Daryl in Johannesburg. And um, many messages also coming through. Lawrence in Edinburgh says a politician should stop using police for their own selfish interests against the public. And uh, William Christiana let our country intensify its punishment measures on criminals. We are too sisirach uh, and soft on these criminals, says William Christiana. Well, it's 8.30, so we have to go to news. We'll come back, uh, answer those uh, uh, calls and also take more of them and read some of your messages. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. And this morning's spotlight is on the relationship between the police and society. And we ask, what is wrong with this particular relationship? And perhaps also try to look at some solutions as to how we can mend this, because it is in everybody's interest uh, that uh, we actually have a police service that functions optimally, but they cannot do that without the help and cooperation of the community. 891 is the number to call us. And you can also SMS us on 34701 or tweet or Facebook AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Our guest this morning, uh, Brigadier Hangwani Mulaudzi, who is Hawk spokesperson and also the new spokesperson for the Acting National Police Commissioner, as well as Temba Masuku, who is a senior researcher at the Centre for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation. Um, uh, Brigadier, let me start with you in response to what our <coughs> listeners have raised there. Yeah, look, um, well, Sakina, I think most of the, the, the issues that are being raised... Um, uh, from I think it's Tony um, talking about the refugee issues that he's talking about. Those are the issues that we, we have been dealing with. There's a lot of police officers that have been arrested for you know for actually mistreating our refugees you know in this country, and it's something that is an ongoing thing. We have our own mechanisms to deal with those ones. Um, but I also want to commend. Um, some of the, I mean, the issues that are being raised. Look, Sakina, 
we 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 leave our families on a daily basis. Uh, I know for a fact that if when I leave, if I don't have my uh, bulletproof, um, somebody will call me to say, why did you forget your bulletproof? So this is the kind of environment that we are living in. We for us to be able to 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 be able to 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 have a crime-free South Africa. Uh, it's for communities to also participate fully in terms of making sure that this trust that I've been raising, uh, <clears throat> we need to deal with it as soon as possible, not only from the community's point of view, but from the police as well. How we do you have, suggest we, we go we, about doing that, though? Look, we, there is, a, a, I think, the Chapter 12 of, of, of the National Development Plan stipulates clearly, and uh, not in the exact way, that uh, communities must feel safe. And I think there are five three key key priorities that have been put there and that is first is to you know not not in this order but to strengthen the the criminal justice the system we have to make our you know our police service you know professional and uh, there are issues of demilitarization of the police service uh, but that issue obviously I cannot, I cannot go in deep into it because that is a matter that is being dealt from the office of the minister and also to 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 you know to build you know uh, an integrated approach that is why i'm saying if we have to go into our communities we have to sit down with them not only from people who are at the at a high level we have to go to our schools we have to go to our churches uh stock fairs, if there's stock fairs, we have to go as police officers, go and talk to those people, buy, have, have a buy-in on them, so that they can be able to know for a fact that as members of the police, we are concerned about their safety, our safety, and make sure that those people who are giving us problems within their communities are able to be sifted out. And then um, I just want to hear your view as well on, on what could possibly be done uh, to alleviate this situation and perhaps improve the relationship between the community and police timber. Yes, uh, I think one of the things that I want to say first is that um, I mean some of the some of the uh, listeners that have spoken are really spot on in terms of what we have found in, in the work that we do. That, for example, uh, the area of uh, of of uh, police corruption, whether it exists at a perception level, whether it's a reality, does weaken police relationships with the community. Um, uh, I do agree, and it does come through as well in our research that. Um, a lot of police officers are doing a, a, a wonderful job. They're highly committed. They're highly professional. They do serve the communities. But remember that we come from a history um, of institutionalized police brutality, where one incident uh, that, that, that gets flushed into, into the media does weaken, uh, mm. does, does um, um, bring uh, the trauma of police brutality of the past. So the reality is that um, for police uh, community relations to, to really improve, uh, policing also needs to demonstrate their um, their willingness to deal with their with their with their with their, with their counterparts. Um, not uh, and I know the disciplinary processes and all these things are not uh, issues that are publicly um, are, are available publicly. But, but that communication is very important because the public normally do not know um, when someone has, for example, been disciplined and has been suspended. Mm. Uh, that, that information is not, is not publicly available easily. So for, 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 
for relationships to improve, there needs to be a very good communication, uh, not only to the police officer, but also to the community in terms of what policing, what police are doing, uh, how they would want uh, community to, to, to engage with them. Uh, for example, we've seen, for example, in, um, in communities, where, for example, incidents of, of vigilantism um, uh, or police officers during um, xenophobic attacks, uh, not, not, uh, not, not arresting people, uh, those kind of behaviors also feed into this kind of hostility with the police, office, with the, with the, with the police officers, where, police of, where communities now, uh, because of the, at the perception level that uh, nothing will be done, uh, or the criminal justice system is not is, is not functioning. Uh, this person was was, was reported, and, to, and the next day we we find we find him again walking the streets. Uh, there needs to be that education, uh, that communication between the police in terms of, for example, also the functioning of the criminal justice system. Because at times it's not uh, police fault that someone has been released. Uh, the court process often will um, will, will either exonerate or, or, or incarcerate somebody. But those kind of issues, uh, when they are communicated and when the public is educated about the functioning of the criminal justice system and the role of the police, then you'll, then you'll find people will have confidence in both the system, in, in, in the criminal justice uh, system and processes. Mm. And just a quick one here from Sony who says uh, police were public enemy uh, during the apartheid years and they were used by the state against the people. And that same image is coming back now. So um, as Timber was saying, whether um, this is real or whether this is perceived, um, it needs to be dealt with, Brigadier. Well, it needs to be dealt with. But I think at the same time, Sakina, we also have to take cognizance of the fact that in our environment, uh, we always want to show restraint when we deal uh, with criminality of in all forms. Uh, but at the same time, there is also provocation that comes from, I think these are the things that we should not deny, provocation from, from communities. Uh, you can take the incidents that took place at, um, for instance, the incidents that took place at the Union buildings with the, um, the students. Uh, where they were carrying, you know, bags full of stones, um, petrol bombs that were directed to the police. And we ask ourselves, are we enemies of, of anybody? We're not. We're only there just to make sure that there is protection. But uh, if you had seen what transpired there, uh, one would have been very shocked as to, is this the kind of um, generation that we are actually producing in terms of making sure that we want to see you know, our members, you know, going down. Um, those are the smaller mm. things that we're just picking up. But but how far what, what, on that score, how yes. far do you think the police's response in situations like that goes in harnessing, you know, a better relationship with society? Look, the issue, issues are discussed. And I think that we have given a lot of opportunities, you know, to communities to come if they want to have any engagements. Uh, to sit down with us. There are plans that are put up. But obviously within that uh, environment, you find that there are, you know, those who want to, who have got their own, you know, thinking as to how they're going to deal with the issue on that particular day. But that's why I say, Sakina, that our approach is very um, minimal. We don't use excessive force. 
Uh, we try and make sure that everybody is protected. We bring also all the other role players because we don't only go there in terms of us having to protect anything. But what is critical is that the communication that is being uh, that was talked about is very critical because if we can't communicate with anybody, uh, then we have problems. And uh, I'm quite sure that these are the, some of the things. Uh, that we are going to be implementing very soon. Issues of feedback, you know, if you open a case and then you don't get any feedback, obviously you will become very much uh, uh, annoyed as to what is going on with your with your cases. So those are the things that, simple uh, things that our members are supposed to do. These are the things that we actually make us look very bad in, in the public eyes. Whereas these are things that they have been taught to do, but they are not implementing. Let me read messages. Uh, this one says, does the Brigadier agree with those who say that the shortage of 100,000 traffic police hampers crime fighting in general? Another one, uh, not only the police, what about security guards who also have that um, I'm in charge mentality uh, and uh, they commit crimes. Um, it's also the issue of trust, uh, says Neliswa. Uh, she says, even among the police themselves, some criminals who kill police get info only uh, police would have. Betrayal for financial gain. That's from Neliswa Simugu in uh, Simugu Tentane. And then this one says, if the unit of Ama Pereta is abusing the community members, how do we expect the community to assist the police? because they are afraid of them. Uh, Mawa says, in my opinion, the same criminals the police are battling are what they once were or rather are. Bottom line is that the police are very insufficiently trained and they lack common sense. Uh, Mgazi in Peter Maritzburg says, police, is it a service or a force? TK says, the police I fear most in life are, the people I fear most in life are criminals and the police uh, because all painful events in my life have been caused by criminals and the police made them worse. Tsepo, um, criminals must be happy because the law is on their side. They can kill people brutally and they cannot be killed brutally too. Why is there mercy for criminals? Uh, Tsepo uh, Motsumi in Bloemfontein. And then Lloyd Thomas in Cape Town writes to us saying the SAPS have no right to expect trust from the public. Uh, they are paid to serve. Trust is earned and from personal experience, most officers do not deserve it. That's from Reverend Lloyd Thomas in Cape Town. KL says the police are sandwiched by harsh law of criminals and the harsh law of state and that's why they don't know what to do. Terence in Kimberley says the, poli- uh, the problem is that the police don't go for psychotherapy so they start to drink and violence um, then comes up as a result of that. And the son from YZ says lawmakers should go to the streets themselves to fight crime and experience how nice it is uh, to be shot at because cops are feeling the heat alone. So th- and that takes us to uh, the conditions under which police have to operate. But hold on to that thought because I just want to take a few more calls. Let's hear from uh, Salim in Durban. Good morning, Salim. Good morning, Shakina. The problem is police are getting slaughtered in this country. We are not standing with the police. South Africa the only country in the world that do that fire the commissioners. We treat our policemen bad. We insult our policemen and we ridicule our policemen. They're putting their lives every day on the line to protect us. We are letting criminals shoot them every way. We need to stand with our policemen. We need to support our policemen. They are our protectors. Who else is going to do it? 
if we're going to carry on the way we are doing, the courts, the, the registration, whoever it is, if we are after the police, we are going to be in serious trouble. Police have a job to do. We need to stand with them. They need to be brutal when it comes to criminals. We shouldn't have no. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? They need to be brutal when it comes to criminals. What do you mean by that? You see, yesterday or the other day, last month, eight times they shot at policers, and we're going to let the criminal run away. If the police went quietly, what happened if the colleagues of the criminals came from the back and shot the police? What happened is correct. He shot at the police. Although he was disarmed, he need to be pinned out. We need to deal with criminals, not with policers. So, so what about the rule of law? Yes, the rule of law must side the police will be there protecting us. The rule of law and the courts are not siding with the police. How can a criminal get away from shooting a police? The police shot the criminal because he fired the police first. Okay. We need to get the facts right. Okay, indeed, we need to get the facts right, Salim, and we'll endeavour to do just that. Let's go to Anonymous in Cape Town. Good morning, Anonymous. Good morning, Sakina. Can you hear me? I can. Good morning, Sakina. My personal problem with the police is the attitude. It's what they call a Gestapo attitude. But let me come to the point. Many years ago, I think it was in the 1970s, there was a movie made in America. It was banned for many years in South Africa. The name of the movie was Beds of Assassin. Now, that was the movie based on cops, especially in the New York, uh, New Jersey area, where, where cops was on the take, on the take which means on the payroll of the criminals. Now, let me go back to before 1994. This is like a South African culture. In the 1970s, especially in our colored communities and 80s, we had a problem in with our, especially, especially, and I want to emphasize, our colored policemen that were on the payrolls of the so-called dead gangsters, the Colin Stanfield, the Stachis, and you name it, the list is endless. And that is the problem. It goes way back before apartheid years. And that is the attitude. And we have the same problem the American police had in, in the USA in, 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 the, in the 70s and 80s with my cops on the take. And that makes it much worse. That situation went so far where my cops started killing each other just to cover up for gangsters and uh, for those they were on the payroll, uh, uh, the, the dirty work they used to do. And I, I want to finish by saying is, no politician, no commissioner, no uh, what they call these uh, miracle pastors can bring a solution. Only a godly revival will heal us and cleanse us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Anonymous. Uh, uh, Figile, also in Cape Town. Good morning. Morning, Sakina. Thank you guys for taking my call. You know, Sakina, if you're not rich and famous, you're not listened to. I have given some reasons of the police why police have been killed. I know people, I know police are actually way too much used by politicians. I'm one of the victims whom I was actually threatened by a police officer in Person Jones, scaring me out of my hometown that I must leave Person Jones if I don't want to die. And the guy who threatened me as an officer is a mayor, a recent mayor who is a guy, the guy that is a mayor just now, Tigulungzi Langa. You know, here in the Western Cape, man, there are police that are corrupt. I've given names from Latin Tetra. But the problem is the management team of the police, the people in the high offices that are playing politics and they check which card you're carrying if we talk too much about the police. If they're not fighting crime right now, they're targeting certain individuals. It's politics, nothing but politics. But my problem is that in one day I'll be killed 
by these guys and I'll be quoted as a criminal. I'm not a criminal, I'm an ex-con, but I have changed. I'm trying to fight crime. I'm a victim of the corrupt police officers. But the minister has been blinded because it was in Bezo just now here in Kailita. I think it was uh, a couple of weeks back. This in Bezo, the minister was told false claims about what is happening, the truth about what is happening in Kailita. The police in Kailita are not actually working with members of the public or with the community. The police in Kailita are not doing anything. How can a cop be born in Kailita, go to school in Kailita, he has a girlfriend, he has a baby in Kailita, he goes to travel in Kailita, and then he works in Kailita as a police officer. That officer becomes an obstacle when it comes to fighting crime. The bullies around the area of Kailita when he drives his own car. So we do not have any good cops now. We could, very few of those that are good are in danger of being killed by those that are corrupt because most of the police are corrupt. But I just okay. wish the minister one day listen to me. Thank you, Sakina. Thank you so much, Figile in Cape Town. Musiwa and Whitbank, good morning. Morning, uh, morning, Sakina. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to say, Brigadier, Brigadier Bacheron. Nah. Nah. Because I just have a, a few questions to Brigadier. Ne? When when Begitele was a was still a police commissioner, ne? he used to say a a, a police a to shoot to kill, especially the criminals. Ne? Was it uh, within the law or it was just the understanding of Begitele? Please can just clarify for me that because I think the criminals ne, are, are getting away with murder. And then, then the law, yeah, the law is protecting the criminals a lot than the the, 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 the police service. Please, I just, I just oh, want and, uh, the guy to answer me that, on that one. Okay, Thanks, we'll, we'll we'll get him to do that, Musiwa, immediately after this. The forum at eight with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. And uh, the uh, Brigadier, uh, before you answer those questions, let me just run through a few others. Uh, Tommy, in response to what you were saying earlier, says there will always be provocation in a crowd situation. The police service uh, represents authority, so they need to respond accordingly. And then this one from Sunnyside Hobo says, as a person living on the streets, uh, do you know how many times the police service has arrested and beaten me because... I think I'm clever. And then uh, Passmore uh, says uh, people carry stones and bombs because they know exactly how the police are going to respond with violence. Uh, Sigilele Africa says some of these uh, South African police service officers are suffering from mental illnesses. How often do they actually get to go for psychological evaluation? And then uh, Sankambe says I sell beer and I don't have a license, but I pay chocho or cold drink every Friday. Our police officers are hungry straight up. A non-cognito says communities trust the police. Uh, there are just uh, too many police officials that are compromised who befriend crime bosses. And then Sane says uh, the police need to rebuild their credibility by being less susceptible to bribery and government needs to invest in training them. Vukilet Rati, police are at loggerheads with uh, criminals and society at large. Their anger is fueled by paranoia. However, killing is untoward. And then Dollars Buluk says no bail and life sentences to anyone who shoots at cops justice must be harsh must be harsh uh, to such an extent uh, so that uh, cops will know that they are protectors uh, protected as well david says all i'm thinking is that cops can't be playing judge jury and executioner uh, we are not the wild west and then zenzel mleche says the reason thugs don't respect police is because we are fast to condemn the police and reluctant 
to fight crime in our areas. Tembambuzi, there's a reason why we have courts. Police can't issue a guilty verdict on the streets. If criminals are disarmed, they should be arrested. Makema Ofani says uh, proper police academy, academies would go far to change police reputation. Uh, then you w- couldn't get a fancy job as a last resort uh, as a model. Uh, okay, I, I understand what you are saying, although um, the writing's all over there. Uh, Spusiso says another thing, most police officers have adopted nurses' bad attitudes uh, now that uh, that gets to open a gap between them and society. Uh, Konzi Fulela says problem between police and the public is general lawlessness in our country. Remember Clive Naidu and others? And then uh, this one from uh, Stephen Murake uh, says that police are empowered by the law to self-defense, not to execute suspects. Now, let's just respond to those, um, Brigadier. Well, I think, well, I think the, the comments are noted. Um, and I hear that most of them are, are, are negative. But I, I just also want to make a personal plea and to our communities and our listeners as well that let's let's give the national commissioner time uh, to reflect on these issues uh, we view them as serious concerns we are going to be preparing a program for him where we will be unleashing him to the communities and other areas where we will be talking about the, uh, similar, I mean, similar issues and uh, <clears throat> I think he is one person who is very passionate about uh, the safety of our communities and um, we will be uh, going around um, in all the non-provinces in order to, to engage. But at the same time, I also want to um, to inform the, the communities as well, or the listeners, that I know for a fact that provincial commissioners are having a similar programs, uh, having similar programs that they are running. And I think it is critical that when they come to your area, we should be able to be there so that you can be able to raise these concerns. Uh, our, our, issue, our main issue here is to make sure that South Africa is free from crime, our communities are safe, and also to make sure that the relationship that we have is restored. And that is critical to us so that we can be able to make sure that there is business, business is uh, up, you know, uh, school children are about to go to school without any problem. And at the same time, from our side, we will try and make sure that we do our best in terms of making sure that those who are responsible for bringing themselves uh, and engaging in any criminal activity from the police point of view, uh, they are taken out because we do not want any bad apples that will tarnish uh, the name of the South African Police Service. And I think 99.9% of our police members, uh, maybe, 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 I mean, most of them, they might be uh, not agreeing with me. But I'm quite sure that these are committed members that are working diligently, and I think we need to pet to give them a pat of the, uh, the back for having put their lives on the line for them, uh, for the communities. And I'm quite sure that once we 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 have a program, most of these issues we will be able to deal with them. But mm. I also want to urge the communities as well that let us all work together uh, in terms of making sure that we make the SAPS, you know, a, a good organization that listens to its people and also protects them. Tema, very briefly. Yes, uh, I think um, the, N- the NTP for us uh, offers quite a lot of hope, uh, particularly around the professionalization of the police. I think it's been a misnomer that um, 
if you militarize the police, you you give them military ranks, you, you give them boots. Uh, you know, communities communities are going to fear or criminals are, are going to fear them. I think the opposite actually does happen because then you have uh, communities becoming much more antagonistic uh, to, to, to police officers. But again, professionalization that speaks to recruitment, the proper vetting of, of people that come through into, into the police is also very important. The issue of training um, also is very, very critical, particularly around uh, the police that you want in a democracy, police officers that are going to respect the law, that are going to respect uh, citizen rights, and that are going to function within the confines of the law. I think that is what communities are, are, are basically calling for. Well, uh, we have to get to that situation sooner rather than later. And of course, the Independent Police Investigations Directorate, IPED, will appear before Parliament's Police Committee in Cape Town uh, today. Um, this after being summoned to account for the fatal shooting of a suspected robber in Krugersdorp. So I'm sure we'll have more details for you on that later today or tomorrow morning.